the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Um. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed, and hour number two is now underway at nine minutes past ten o'clock on this Thursday, the 11th morning of the 10th month of the year of our Lord, 2018. Thank you so much for joining us. Coming up in just a few, we hope we're going to be catching up with uh, Bill Patman. He is, of course, as mentioned, a Democrat, uh, uh, state representative, former uh, Cleveland City Councilman for 12 years, and he is in support of Mike DeWine in this governor's race. So we are scheduled to have him coming up very shortly. I will let you know exactly when he is ready. Meantime, uh, thank you to Samuel Lockhart running our show for us today who reminded me to remind you uh, about the event coming up tonight. Are you prepared to hoist one for Brett? Beers for Brett is happening. I put this on my Facebook page, and I think maybe my Twitter page, too. Follow me on, on Twitter and Facebook, and you'll never miss these commentaries that I make. But I put it uh, back on October 4th, and I said, when Brett Kavanaugh, this is well before the actual uh, cloture vote to take it to a full Senate vote, and it was well before the full Senate vote, and well before he was sworn in. I said, but when Brett Kavanaugh is sworn in as an ex-Supreme Court Associate Justice, I said, we need to raise a beer to Brett uh, in honor of all of, well, essentially in honor of his years of, of fantastic professional service to the country uh, on the uh, second highest court in the land, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, as well as his, uh, his 28 years of service overall to the country. But I said, we need to raise a beer to Brett. Because, of course, they tried to get him on his merits, and they couldn't stop his confirmation. So they tried to stop him on phony, uh, fabricated sexual assault charges from 36 years ago. They couldn't stop him on that. So then they said, yeah, but he drank a lot. Oh, really? That's a crime now? So I said, we need to crack open a beer when Kavanaugh is sworn in. And as I said on yesterday's program, 
This received more responses and more likes on my Facebook page than anything I've ever put on Facebook other than it being my birthday. Because I get about a 1,000 people a year who say happy birthday, and it's wonderful. It's a nice gesture that people do on Facebook. But this one, about 600 people liked this and responded and said, count me in, count me in, count me in. Are we really having this beers for Brett thing? And I said, I'll try to find a location and, and you know where people can come if you want to do it. And uh, Bob Bodie saw this. Bob Bodie's the president of the West Shore Republicans, and he said, hey, just so you know, coming up on Thursday the 11th, that's today, um, uh, in Westlake at the Time Warp Bar, we're having a meet and greet for county executive candidate Peter Corrigan. If you want to toast Brett Kavanaugh at that time, we can make it a joint event. And I said, done, because I was having a hard time trying to find a place anyway. So, yes, long story short, if you would like to meet me out in Westlake tonight at about 6.30, uh, you know, I think the event for uh, Corrigan goes 6.30 to, I don't know, 8.30, 9 o'clock, whatever it is. I think it's 9. But just coming out for one. You know, I'm not saying make this a three-hour party. Nobody, it's, it doesn't have to be a kegger. Uh, I'm going to raise one. I really don't drink much, uh, if ever. Uh, maybe twice a year I'll have a beer. But this is one of those, this is one of the twice this year. I'm going to raise one to Brett Kavanaugh in support of due process, in support of uh, the integrity of the Senate confirmation hearings uh, that, of course, has been stripped away by the Democrats. So, uh, yes, we will be there tonight at Time Warp Bar on Center Ridge Road in Westlake starting at 630. I probably won't stay all night, you know, maybe an hour or so. So get there between 630 and 730. Meet Peter Corrigan, support him for county executive. But, yes, we will hoist beers for Brett tonight. If you are going to be anywhere near Westlake, that's the time to come by, and uh, and we'll do it. We'll uh, we'll toast uh, we'll toast to fairness um, uh, in government and in confirmation processes. All right, thanks so much for for that. Now I do understand we do have Bill Patman on the program or on the uh, line anyway. Let's bring him onto the program on AM fourteen twenty. The answer, Mister Representative. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing very well. Good morning to you. Well, sir, I saw a little note come across my uh, my email inbox a few days ago that said Democrat endorses Republican Mike DeWine for Ohio governor. I said, what? Really? Who did that? I opened up the email and said, look at that. Bill Patman, 12 years, a Cleveland City Councilman and a Democrat, now the uh, representative, state representative for, for the uh, 10th uh, district in uh, the state of Ohio. So you're serving in the state house in Columbus. You are indeed still a Democrat, Yes. Yes, I am. Okay, so uh, you haven't changed political stripes, yet you're supporting Mike DeWine for governor. And I said, we've got to ask the good representative why that is. So can you tell us how you came to this decision? Well, it's good government. Uh, it's not a Republican thing. It's not a Democratic thing. It is the thing that makes America great. And uh, keeping your word, having integrity, uh, those are the kinds of things that... Uh, I've observed uh, while working eight years with uh, Mike DeWine as the Attorney General, and for that reason, decided to endorse him. And and good for you. And by the way, I love your first line there. I mean, you know, good government is is not Republican or Democrat. It's doing the right thing for the right reasons and putting the right people in places where they can be successful for the people, no matter what party they're affiliated with. But you, of course, realize. This is, um, you know, somewhat antiquated notion in today's uh, today's political environment. Uh, Republicans and Democrats are sworn enemies. Conservatives and liberals are sworn enemies. It's getting very vitriolic out there. So uh, this is a pretty bold move for you. Have you received any pushback from members of your party for uh, for not supporting Mr. Cordray? Uh, of course, 
But uh, pushback is not something that you take in consideration when you believe you're right about something. We've had a long tradition of uh, Republican governors. I've worked eight years. John Kasich uh, worked uh, some of the 12 years in city council uh, with um, uh, Mr. Uh, Voinovich and have seen their work and seen what they do and how Ohio has benefited from it. We have surpluses and high job uh, ratings right now. And those are American things. Those are Ohio things. And uh, I get pushed back, but I push right back. <laughs> and good for you. Tell me this. How is your um, working relationship, Representative Patman, with uh, your colleagues across the state aisle, if you will, uh, in Columbus? Because, again, you know, we, we all pay a lot more attention probably to uh, to the you know to the US Congress and we we see a lot of pushing back and forth and there's a lot of disagreeable language you know there's still a little bit of bipartisanship from time to time but what is it like in Columbus because the Republicans have had a stranglehold on uh, the power in the Ohio General Assembly for a long time you're a Democrat do you get along well with your Republican colleagues and how are you able to do so because we go at it as men and women who discuss issues through logic and reason. If you use logic and reason as your measurement, uh, then you can actually find some things to have in common. I've found that in the state house, and then they call me Bill, and the B is for bipartisan because I, I had some great accomplishments under the Republican leadership. It's actually the sponsor for the entire state uh, transportation bill um, last time. Not this time, but time before that. Um, that all came about because of my relationship uh, across the aisles. Cleveland benefited. We have the Voinovich Bridge. We have a lot of things going. Opportunity Corridor. All that came because of bipartisanship. Well, it's great that you mentioned the bridge, too, because I know you're on the House Transportation, Public Safety, and Homeland Security Committee as well, as well as Ways and Means and others. Uh, so, so let me ask you this, because, again, we're talking about the governor's race, and you're endorsing Mike DeWine over Richard Cordray. What is your opinion of the current governor, the outgoing governor, uh, Governor Kasich? Oh, he's great. Uh, he's uh, the kind of guy that you really want to uh, sit down and, and, and uh, kind of talk to. When I first met him, I was walking across the state house floor looking for the bathroom and looking you know to see where i was at and his entourage and him passed by and i called him by name as we might do in cleveland across city hall and he turned around and looked and i and i kind of hollered back i uh, uh i'm bill patman new state representative he said come on down we spent the next 45 minutes talking about sports talking about america talking about bipartisanship so he's been a great governor for me and for Ohio, and especially for Cleveland. Those who uh, oppose Mike DeWine to succeed Governor Kasich um, suggest that one of the biggest problems they have with him is that uh, he doesn't support coverage, health care coverage, for people with pre-existing conditions. We all know the controversy over the Affordable Care Act. We all know that there was a lot of pushback by Republicans against the Republican governor for expanding Medicaid in Ohio to cover those things. Um, wh- what do you say to those who say, hey, DeWine doesn't support pre-existing condition coverage? I would say not true. Uh, I would say that, that uh, in the words of a now famous uh, politician that we both know, fake news. That he does support, <laughs> he does support uh, the uh, affordable, uh, not affordable care act, but he does uh, support Medicaid 
and and taking care of our seniors and the illnesses that you have prior to getting on insurance. He supports those things. I found that how how does a guy who has eight children, 25 grandchildren, and many other DeWines walking around Ohio not be in favor of health care as we know it? That's a, that's a very good question. We're talking with State Representative Bill Patman, who is a Democrat, but he supports uh, Mike DeWine, Attorney General Mike DeWine, for the governor's seat uh, to replace uh, the outgoing John Kasich. I have to ask you, since you brought him up, uh, as a Democrat, um, you know, and just as a, as a citizen, what is your opinion of that uh, purveyor of the, the term fake news? What do you think about our president? an old-fashioned guy. As you read history, you'll find that uh, Roosevelt and a lot of other folks were plain-spoken, and uh, he's seemingly that plain-spoken, and pretty much in most cases means what he says. So you better look out. If he tells you something's coming, it's pretty much coming. And that's what I've, I've uh, observed about him. You seem let me to be talk th- just a little bit about uh, uh, Mike mm-hmm. DeWine. Though. Yeah, please go Mike. ahead. I was I was about to say though, sir, you sound like a pretty plain spoken guy too. There's not a lot of uh, a lot of code in your language. You're just very plain spoken. I'm sure that's what appeals to your voters, and uh, and I do find that refreshing too. I'm sorry to interrupt, but go ahead. Okay, uh, when when we had uh, our housing crisis and the federal government sent money, I called Mike DeWine, the Attorney General, and mm-hmm. asked him to come down and see can't we make some adjustments on that. He came. He couldn't make the adjustments that I wanted uh, because I would much rather seen rather than tearing down all the houses to have at least some part of that money go to rehab and rebuild. But he came in person. He sat and we talked, and, and we got as much as we could get done. When there were 137 shots fired, I called again. He wrote a report, came down. He and I met at the, at the uh, police shooting range, and, and we talked about how this thing works and what we could do. That's Mike DeWine. Common sense, good government. That's a great message, and, uh, and and I'm really glad to hear that too. Again, you know, there's a lot of people in the conservative side. I'm a I'm a strong conservative man who doesn't believe in a whole lot of uh, liberal ideas or ideals, but I do believe we have to work together in a bipartisan manner. And you don't have to agree with everything that the other side does in order to get things done. And it sounds like that's what you think Mike DeWine will be. You feel like he'll be able to work with Democrats in the in the uh, state assembly. He does it right now, uh, and uh, I think he'll be great as governor in doing it. I think we'll get some more great things done for Ohio with Mike DeWine as governor. Well, Representative Patman, I'm really glad you came on to, to explain why you support uh, 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 Mr. DeWine. I really appreciate that. Uh, oh, you know what? I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about one more thing. Um, your party's, the Democrat candidate in this, Richard Cordray, is solidly in support of issue one, which is um, a pretty divisive issue in the state of Ohio. Um, where are you, and obviously Mike DeWine is against that, so are you also in opposition to issue one? Absolutely opposed to it. We have enough of that kind of thing. We're breaking records based on drugs, and now we want to become more lenient with them. Uh, that's some kind of uh, wrong thinking. That's wrong-headed thinking. If anything, we should be going in the other direction. So I, I don't support issue one, one, and two, uh, it would be bad for Ohio. I could not agree with you more, sir. You're a good man. I appreciate you taking a principled stand on, on all of these things, whether they're popular with your party or not, because it's right for the people of Ohio, and, uh, and I certainly appreciate you doing that, and I also appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Have a great day, sir. 
Bill Patman, former uh, uh, Cleveland City Councilman. He uh, was on uh, on the council for 12 years, and now he is uh, has been a state representative for the 10th District since 2011. So uh, he's... Uh, He's doing good things. He really, really is. I like the fact that he's a Democrat, not afraid to reach over and say, hey, this Republican is the right guy uh, over our guy. And this issue is the wrong issue, even though my party generally supports it, talking about issue one. So, Bill Patman, really appreciate that. All right, your phone calls are uh, coming. The rest of the way, we are guest-free between now and 11 o'clock. So hit me up, 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110 on AM 1420, The Answer. Something's wrong with our music there. A little funky. There it is. That's a little better. That's a little more clear. A little Boston, too. And that's actually still a little funky, too. We'll bail out of that and get it fixed for the next time around. 1028 now. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. I got time for one call before the bottom of the hour news. Then we will uh, uh, have uh, a full half hour of your phone calls after that. Dan in Middleburg Heights. You've got it, my friend. Go ahead. You're on the air. Uh, good morning. Uh, I don't call that often, but this last, your last interview with this Mike Patton. Uh, Bill Patton. To, to me, this is an example of why the, the I'm a constitutionalist and why the party uh, uh, the, the founders didn't want parties. But for a guy like this Patman to cross over, see, I don't I have nothing against Democrats. This is how it used to be, and it's all about common sense and good government. And um, I just think uh, this is what needs to be. We need more people like Democrats and. Uh, um, you know, uh, DeWine should put this guy in his advertisement. I mean, it's, no, yeah, it's I, there's amazing. no doubt. There's no doubt he really should, and I hope that's already in the works. You know, we're about about three weeks plus away from uh, a little less than, yeah, three about three weeks away, I guess, uh, from the actual election on November sixth. And I hope, I hope they bombard the airwaves with uh, advertisements featuring this Democrat saying the right man for this job is Mike DeWine, uh, both for the state of the you know the state of the state, if you will, but as you say, also just as a kind of a you know, maybe not an olive branch, but just a reminder that hey, we can make the decisions based on what's right and not what's uh, you know what our party line is. Well, I think that's a great message. This demonstrates how radical left this, the, the federal Democratic Party is. It's just off the charts, and they cannot be allowed to get anywhere control of this government. Otherwise, we're in big trouble. And, well, and I, Mike Patman is an example of that. I completely, Bill Patman. You keep saying Mike. It's Bill, Bill Patman. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. And I'm not uh, and I'm sure. With him. Okay, Bill. And I'm sure he appreciates that. Yeah, I'm sure he would appreciate that too. And I hope they do. I hope they put a, uh, you know, put a, a, an ad campaign out there featuring this Democrat. And by the way, he's an African American. Not that it matters, but he's an African American Democrat who says the right guy for this job is a Republican. And if that doesn't say, you know, look, I'm not biased, and I'm this is not about party and ideology and identity politics the way so many other people are, uh, then nothing does. Uh, and if it also isn't an indictment of how dangerous, quite frankly, a cord race slash Democrat government administration would be in the state of Ohio, then I don't think anything does. Uh, so thanks for the call. Great point. And thanks again to Representative Patman for his point of view on this. 1030 News Time. More of your calls coming up on AM 1420 The Answer. There are two sides to every story. There's the mainstream media side, and then there's the truth. You are experiencing the truth. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420.
the answer. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> the truth is what we bring you each and every morning, whether you like it or not. And I know a lot of people do not, but uh, that's just the way we're cut out. Uh, free for all. The rest of the way, anything you want to talk about, we will do between now and 11 o'clock. Phone lines are open at 216-901-0945, Either one of those numbers gets you here. Social media is a good follow, too. You should uh, follow me on Twitter if you happen to be there. Again, I'm not a fan of Twitter. I always like to remind everyone that I oppose the platform. And quite frankly, I truly believe that the United States of America would be a better place today, politically and otherwise, if Twitter had not been invented. That might sound goofy, but I mean, I'm deadly serious about that. Do you realize how much more vitriolic our conversation has gotten in this country since the advent of social media like Twitter. And I say Twitter more so than Facebook. Facebook was created, in my mind, and I know it is also just a bastion of liberal politics now. Okay, I'm not suggesting it's not. But it started as more of a way to meet people or reconnect with people from your past. You know, high school friends. Oh my God! I, that's why I, my first introduction to it. I swear to goodness, <clears throat> I don't remember the year. When did Facebook get launched? I want to say somewhere in the early two thousands, like two thousand four, five, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, but it was probably <clears throat> about ten years ago, maybe around two thousand eight or so. I ran into a friend um, from high school. Uh, his name's Dave Blevins. Uh, so Blev, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> a little shout out, brother said to me something about uh, about Facebook. I go, what the heck are you talking about? And he told me what it was like, and it was similar to MySpace, and blah, blah, blah. I thought MySpace was the dumbest thing ever. And um, he said, no, it's cool. And so I went on there, and I found him, and I found some other people. It was like, kind of cool. Oh, my God, I haven't seen these people who are high school friends in a long time. And then, of course, family members who have moved all around the country. You can reconnect with them, that sort of thing. Oh, like, thank you, Samuel. Facebook launched in 2004, February 2004, so I was pretty close there. I think I said 04, 05, somewhere in that neighborhood. But it was around 08 or so, I want to say, that I uh, first was exposed to it. And um, so I, I, I kind of got on to it a little bit, and I thought it was still a little bit silly, but um, it was just kind of fun connecting with people. Now, in the course of the years... Uh, it has become, very much like Twitter, a place to argue about politics and to post videos of things you don't like and to post videos of things you do like and mixed in with uh, pictures of cute cats. <laughs> Twitter never had that, hey, let's just connect moment. You know? It never had that, uh, the, or, the, the agenda of it wasn't just to kind of connect with people. It was started as a way to be snarky and aggressive to other people in 140 characters or less. It, it, because of the 140-character limit, it was meant to be just quick and snarky and, and, and snappy and, and find some other descriptive words there um, you know, to, to, to essentially tick other people off. Twitter is a very, it is a, it is a blight on our civil decency. It really is. It's a bad thing. It's a bad product. And I know I'm sitting here telling you, follow me on Twitter at Radio Done Right, and I sound like a giant hypocrite. And I really, really don't mean to. But I'm telling you, Twitter is evil. Twitter is a bad place. There is more acrimony in this country. There's more vitriol in this country because of Twitter, because of keyboard warriors getting on there and saying the most vile things in judgment of other people they don't know. 
and this is on all sides, mostly on the left, though, which I'll hit in a second, but mostly on the left. But this is a place where people just, just kind of snipe at one another because they can. They say things on Twitter that they would never say to another person to their face because it might result in a pop in the nose. Not that I would ever advocate that. Just saying, in reality, that's what keyboard warriors mean. So um, you get all, or sometimes keyboard muscles. Yeah, you used to call it beer muscles in the bars when you would get all popping off at the mouth uh, to the wrong person because you were drunk and didn't know any better. It's keyboard muscles now, or keyboard warrior mentality. And Twitter is a bad place. It is really, I mean, you, you post something on Twitter that's an honest thought, and if other people don't like it, they are going to jump you and judge you and insult you, and then other people are going to come back and insult them, and it's just a flame war. So, Bob, why do you do it? Why do you promote it on your show when you, when you tell people to follow you? And the truthful reason of that, is, as, as I mentioned, is because if we don't participate in this flame war, the ideas and the propaganda of the left run unchallenged. And the sad truth of the matter is there are millions and millions of people who get their news from Twitter. Let me say that again. Their news. They think Twitter's news. They think if some idiot typed it in 200, now they've upped it for 140 to 280 characters. If somebody put it in 280 characters with a link, it must be real. And people are, have their, their opinions shaped by some of the things that other people say on Twitter. So I'm not going to surrender, and I don't think any conservative should, to the far-left ideology of the Twitter masters. Jack Dorsey runs the place. He has admitted that they are leftist in their bias. Twitter's, uh, or conservatives get censored by Twitter. They get banned or shadow banned by Twitter. It is a terrible, terrible, terrible place to be. But if we don't combat the left and their propaganda with whatever small tools they give us uh, after being shadow banned and having our followers' numbers slashed and, and all kinds of other things. If we don't fight back, we surrender the platform. We surrender, surrender our voice. We surrender the narrative. And the propaganda then becomes the truth. And we cannot allow that to happen. Sorry about the rant. I didn't plan on ranting about Twitter, but it's just very important that you understand that from a biased perspective. That's why I'm there. So anyway... To the point on Twitter, uh, uh, follow me there at Radio Done Right, Radio Done Right. Uh, that's all one word, no spaces, no underscores. And follow me on Facebook at France Radio. I'm constantly putting very important note stories and notes up there that I think you need to see so that you can also combat uh, the left. Now, on Twitter, I just saw a, uh, a tweet from Matt Lewis. Now, Matt Lewis is an interesting guy. Matt Lewis is, um, uh, is a CNN commentator. And he is also a senior columnist for the uh, for the uh, Daily Beast, and he was on CNN, as you can imagine, uh, arguing with some of his colleagues about the word mob. We've been talking all morning long about the mob mentality of the Democrat Party. They are inciting mobs. They are uh, they are provoking mobs. They are encouraging mobs to mob. And people, what does that mean? Well, you know what a mob is. It's a large group of disorderly people intent to cause harm in some way, shape, or form. It's different than just a group of protesters. Well, Matt brought this up on CNN, and they shut him down. He's a contributor to CNN, and they shut him down because of the word mob. What does that mean? I mean, it means quite literally, you can't bring the word mob onto this program. My goodness, Matt, how dare you use the word mob? These are just protesters acting normally. And, and he, to his credit, again, he's, he's a never-Trumper. He's not a Trump supporter. 
but he's a realist, and he knows what a mob is when he sees one, and he knows mob mentality is a very dangerous thing. So he fought back against um, the CNN uh, uh, host, uh, um, I think it was Brooke Baldwin, who tried to dress him down on this whole thing. And I've invited him onto the program, and it looks like he's going to be joining me tomorrow to discuss this. So that's right. Make a, make a note for tomorrow's programming. Do not miss Bob France talking to a CNN commentator. Not a Fox commentator, not a Salem commentator, not a Daily Caller or other uh, conservative outlet. No, I'm going to talk to CNN. Why? Because it looks like we have a reasonable CNN, never Trumper, that can actually have this discussion with me. Now, having said all that, more CNN news that deserves our attention. CNN has essentially decided they are going to go all brazenly racist. Last night on Don Lemon's program, and you know Don Lemon for what he is. Don Lemon is a racist. Don Lemon will do everything that he can to trash Donald Trump and to declare Donald Trump and his supporters as being racist, thereby revealing himself to be one. And if you need more evidence of that, he's not just racist against white people. He's also racist against black people like himself. Why? Because there are black actually believe and think for themselves and believe that Donald Trump might be actually uh, a, a decent president who's doing some good things. And how do we know that uh, Don Lemon disapproves? Well, I want you to listen. I want you to listen to this 44-second segment uh, from last night when he had on his program two far-left black commentators, Bakari Sellers and Tara Setmeyer, along with a white commentator who's sitting there, and I wish I could show you this on the radio, with big, wide eyes as he uh, cannot believe what he just heard. Um, And I want to prepare you for what you're about to hear. Okay? On CNN, they did not bleep this, so I'm assuming that means this is okay in the context in which which it was discussed. But you're going to hear the two black commentators, Bakari Sellers and Tara Setmeyer, referring to Kanye West... Uh, as uh, a term that we've, you know, we kind of decided a long time ago was all, and comfortably because they are trying to denigrate an African American. Still trying to imagine it. <clears throat> imagine if Hannity had on, or Tucker Carlson had on a guest uh, who uh, referred to an African American, prominent African American celebrity. As uh, as being a an alternative N word uh, that can't read, and then another guest who said, "Yeah, he's just a token N word," and then Hannity giggled his head off while all that was going. <laughs> Look at his face over there. <laughs> you imagine Fox News studios would be burning in an hour. Black Lives Matter would be out there. It would be, it would be, oh my goodness. It would be burning. But that didn't happen on Fox News. That happened on CNN. And it was okay. No condemnation from the left. Calling Kanye West a dumb N-word, uh, N-word alternative N-word. Calling uh, Kanye West a token alternative N-word. Because they, he dares not think the way black people are supposed to think. Because black people can't be independent thinkers. 
and make up their own minds. How come white people, how come, why is that, by the way, black community of liberals? Why is it that white people are allowed to be partisan conservatives or partisan Democrats? And it's just, hey, they have different ideologies. But black people aren't allowed to be conservative. Some are conservative. Some are, are liberal. Just different ideologies. Why do black people have to all be liberal? And if they're not, they need to be hospitalized. They're sick. We're trading them to in, in the racial draft. <laughs> have you ever heard of such a thing? Why is it? Why must black people be enslaved by groupthink? And identity politics by race. Why? I've always wondered that. And I'm so glad to see and hear other people pushing back against that. It is simply reprehensible. Kanye West is a free thinker. Jim Brown is a free thinker. Blacks all over this country who support conservative ideals, liberty, they're free thinkers. And they're being insulted by other liberal blacks. And that's a shame. All right, hey, listen, the music's playing, so we're out of time. Reminder, tonight, uh, 6.30 to 7.30 at the Time Warp Bar in Westlake. I will be there hoisting one for Brett Kavanaugh. Meet me there tonight, 6.30. It's also a meet and greet for Peter Corgan for County Executive. But join me tonight in Westlake at the Time Warp Bar. See you there. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.